Thank you for listening another episode of Coding Talks with myself Vishnu Viji. Every week we focus on some particular programming topic and today we are looking into the Google Cloud platform or the GCP. So myself a programmer .net programmer from Tiruvannathapuram and I have a rich extensive experience working with the different cloud vendors and I have an YouTube channel as well so in case if you are interested in watching some of my video some of my videos that are available in my YouTube channel feel free to listen uh, or watch that as well so this will be a audio podcast on Google Cloud and i have already done a video version of uh, google gcp which features which covers some of the important services that are provided by google cloud and you can watch that in my youtube channel so feel free to watch that and those who prefer an audio version or a podcast version they may continue listening this So by listening this podcast you will get a fairly good overview about what is GCP what are some of the services that are provided by GCP that you can take advantage of in your application development cloud computing is getting a popular trend out these days <coughs> these days in software development whatever form of development maybe it can be a web development or mobile development or even a windows application development cloud is becoming an indispensable uh, component of every uh, programming pattern so understanding about cloud is may must in these days and there are different cloud vendors out there and as of recording this podcast there are majorly major three cloud vendors out there like the microsoft azure the amazon web services and the google cloud and each cloud provider provides a different kind of services in different names but almost they are providing some kind of relatively same type of services some of the main type of categories include the compute which is used for the computational and the processing capabilities of your application then some other category of services include the storage the database service then the big data and analytics services then the warehousing service and different different kinds of services are provided by different cloud vendors and there may be some difference also you can expect in terms of its uh, names as well as some of the features they are giving but altogether if you understand one cloud provider you can easily correlate that understanding with other cloud providers as well like if you understand a bit about the amazon s3 storage which is an object storage that is used in that is a service which is provided by amazon you can relate that same in another cloud provider like azure storage or something like uh, that uh, <clears throat> file storage in google cloud so that is the peculiarity somewhat similar uh, an approach you can view among all the different cloud providers and there may be the price may be different some of the 
custom features that are provided by different cloud providers that also varies so that is understandable but altogether there will be a common structure among these and for those who are new to cloud computing i will give a quick overview of what cloud computing means for an application development or from an organization perspective cloud computing is a trend which is getting popular these days you know traditionally organizations or the application developers they create a infrastructure on their own premises or inside an organization with a different kinds of servers and associated machines to provide some of the service requirements of their application for example if they want to host an application host a website they need a web server and a database as well as for file storage they need some kind of file storage mechanism as well which usually these organizations tried to develop or create in their own infrastructure by means of purchasing different kinds of uh, servers machines and they set up that in a server room with a different kinds of arrangements for cooling and maintenance purpose they arrange different staffs or specialized staffs for maintaining those servers so when we come into terms of the cost that is bounded with these kind of infrastructure requirements we often think that in terms of the cost which is associated with purchasing those hardware but there are underlying cost that involves like uh, the cooling the maintenance then the uh, the expenses that is required for maintaining this in terms of staffs salary and other things so all those it includes a lot of upfront investment for uh, serving some services uh, to your application development like the database or server or whatever and in case if you want to scale up your processing power you can imagine an example like in the case of a shopping site like amazon or some other service which involves a some days it involves a kind of a high peak of usage like a lot of users may come to that particular services and you as an organization or an application developer expect such kind of a high peak in usage so usually your infrastructure should be capable to serve such kind of high influx of customers or usage so what usually in traditionally these organization tend to do is they purchase in advance these kinds of softwares uh, this uh, kind of infrastructure things and they assemble that in advance and in case if there is a massive usage of application then they can serve that and in case if not the expenses that are associated with purchasing those uh, infrastructure goes in vain so that is one of the issues that in happened in traditional form of development like uh, the organization need to spend a lot of cost in purchasing these infrastructure 
and they are not sure whether the application will be a successful one or not so unnecessary expenses in a means so they trend tend to think in a bit different way later like uh, creating virtual machines on top of these servers they purchased so instead of having a um, different different servers they purchase for different different requirements they used to purchase a single server and then they divide that server in terms of virtual machines and then they serve the customers so similar approach was going on inside some of the big organizations like google so i can relate that in terms of google but you can understand this same thing in respect to other cloud vendors like the amazon or microsoft as well so these big big companies they have different project requirements and they have to do uh, the project development on a massive scale so what usually happened in those cases where they require specialized infrastructures uh, which require massive scaling in times and so they created a kind of a way by which they can scale up their resources on demand and they can scale down whenever they, they the requirement is not there and that approach at a later point of time they become to outsource as a kind of a service and that is how these cloud providers come into being so nowadays different different services that they were using inbound in their uh, in their organizations they used to provide that to other customers as a means of different different cloud services so that is how these different cloud providers become popular and when when that trend become popular like when they outsourced such kind of services in in charge of money more and more organizations or smaller scale organizations began to use those services and they provide they feel like that's a kind of a uh, big uh, um, revenue from those uh, kind of services and they began focused more on such kind of approaches and that is on reason why nowadays uh, microsoft is focusing mostly on the microsoft azure so that is what we can view from different blogs stating that instead of spending too much focus on their operating system like windows 10 or windows 8 as they do earlier nowadays they are more focusing on open source and the microsoft azure cloud platform because that is the revenue and that is the trend that is ongoing and for or smaller organization or other other organizations that depends on these cloud providers like uh, google the advantage is that they get some form of uh, resources or services from these different cloud providers in uh, in payment of a small amount and they can they can um, purchase or rent more as they like depending on the requirement of their application development so it's like comparing uh, the electricity that we purchase from a uh, power grid for our house requirements 
when we need additional requirement of electricity we usually consume that and we pay for what we use so that same model is what cloud is also providing if we need some resource like a hosting or processing power or database or file storage or whatever service we usually borrow or rent that service from some cloud provider and we pay them for what we use and once we use them and we feel that we no longer require those kind of services we usually uh, stop those services and we don't have to pay any of the amount and whenever at a later point of time we require that kind of services again we can borrow the same and when competition is going on different different cloud providers are coming up and we have more flexibility of choosing a different cloud provider as well hopefully that will be a good thing because the prices may go down because different competitions are there and one disadvantage that you could feel here is like you are depending on a external cloud provider rather than having an on premise infrastructure so for organizations Uh, so for those who don't want to evolve on a massive scale they don't need this cloud providers at all they can continue with their on premise infrastructure model as it is uh, provided if they calculate something and if they feel like we don't have to pay everything for the cloud provider uh, they can they can stick on with their traditional mode of application development with their on how on house cloud uh, infra on house premise <clears throat> with their in-house um, uh, infrastructure and everything as before but if there is a possibility that they want to expand then it will be better to stick on with a cloud provider one or two cloud provider there is no requirement like uh, we should stick on with one particular cloud provider we can model our application development in such a way that we can migrate to different cloud providers as we like so one example is like the container mode of development if you choose you can switch easily to different different cloud providers and that is one advantage that container based approach provide so if there is a need for a massive scale uh, of course there will be a um, uh, it will be good to worth to consider some of these cloud providers because you can expand your services as you like for example some of the services like spotify which they use google cloud and some other services which you can often view all these details in their uh, in their case studies and you can understand that if you um, such kind of big organizations are going towards some um, cloud big cloud providers like google cloud for their processing or application needs rather than they developing that on premise because they can focus more on their application development instead of focusing more on infrastructure so they can focus on what more than what they want and everything else like the responsibility uh, comes into the hands of these cloud providers there are some responsibilities that are involved because we are the one we are that is developing the application so there is some responsibility from the part of the application development organization that is there but still the 
ഹെവി ലിഫ്റ്റ് ഓഫ് ദി ഇൻഫ്രാസ്ട്രക്ചർ മെയിൻ്റനൻസ് ഇറ്റ്സ് പാച്ചിങ് ഇറ്റ്സ് അസോസിയേറ്റഡ് റിക്വയർമെൻറ്റ്സ് ആൻഡ് എവരിത്തിങ് ദാറ്റ് കംസ് അണ്ടർ ദ റെസ്പോൺസിബിലിറ്റി ഓഫ് ദി ക്ലൗഡ് പ്രൊവൈഡർ ഇൻ ദിസ് കേസ് വി ആർ ഡിസ്കസിങ് അബൌട്ട് ഗൂഗിൾ ക്ലൗഡ് സോ ദാറ്റ് വിൽ ബി ദ ദെയർ റെസ്പോൺസിബിലിറ്റീസ് ആൻഡ് ദ ക്യാൻ വർക്ക് ഓൺ ദാറ്റ് ആൻഡ് വി ക്യാൻ ഫോക്കസ് ഓൺ അവർ പാർട്ട് സോ ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് ദ ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് ഹൗ ആൻഡ് ഓവർ വ്യൂ ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് വാട്ട് ഐ ട്രൈ ടു എക്സ്പ്ലെയിൻ ദീസ് തിങ്സ് ഹിയർ ഇൻ അഡ്വാൻസ് ബിഫോർ ഗോയിങ് ഇൻഡു ഡെപ്ത് ഇൻഡു ഗൂഗിൾ ക്ലൗഡ് ഇൻ ജനറൽ ഐ ഓൾറെഡി യൂസ് ടു കവർ എ ലോട്ട് ലൈക്ക് ദിസ് ഇൻ മൈ ഏർലി സെഷൻസ് ആസ് വെൽ so if someone is first time listening this podcast they can get a quick understanding about what the cloud is why organizations are moving towards cloud rather than having an on premise infrastructure i hope this makes sense and if you have more uh, doubts or more clarifications which are required feel free to check out the other tutorials or documentations that mentions about the advantages of cloud and you can check out check that out as well so now we have covered a bit about what cloud computing is what are the different cloud providers out there and now we will be focusing more on the google cloud or gcp in particular uh, so that you can understand a bit more about google cloud so about google cloud or gcp they are relatively new into this field and the first one that is coming into cloud service provider is the amazon web services and then comes the microsoft azure today as of recording this date still amazon is the number one and my, this uh, microsoft azure comes next and google cloud is also evolving and in some terms like uh, some set of services like the big data and analytics google is the one which we can easily uh, rely upon because they are more specialized into big data and analytics even though when we going in this episode to understand about some of the features that or services that google cloud provides you can understand that in terms of the relational database services or the object storage kind of services maybe there are other cloud vendors like amazon or azure that can provide much other options but when coming to some of the areas like services like the big data big data processing big data analytics which is a massive trend these days because the volume of data is that much high that much Uh, that much variety of data is there and the velocity of data is also high and in such case the data has a characteristics of a kind of a big data and to analyze such complex massive velocity of data some form of specialized purpose uh, services is required and even though other cloud providers are providing the same kind of big data services uh, the google 
cloud is the own which is more focused on that particular area or they Uh, do a lot of research in this particular area because their nature of service is like that like the google you can imagine how much uh, the uh, vast depth of their service is lot of searches are going on daily by uh, millions of people and they were able to massively scale according to the requirements of the different users and within with that background and with having a lot of research on machine learning big data and analytics they they are more focused on that particular area so uh, if you are if your application development involves such kind of things like the big data analytics it's uh, related areas then google cloud is the one that you can easily depend upon and when i have worked on that i also feel like uh, it's much easy to understand the ui will looks not that much familiar initially but once you get into that you can fairly have a good quick understanding of all these thing so about google cloud they have started in around 2011 with they started with the cloud sql in place uh, so cloud sql is a kind of a relational database service that is provided by google so as of recording this date there are different kinds of services that uh, different kinds of database models that are provided by uh, database vendors that are provided by Google cloud sql which we will uh, we will discuss in a sh- bit um <coughs> discuss soon and in 2015 they come up with a service called the kubernetes and that is also another service to orchestrate the different containers which is also another form of uh, deployment model that is popular out these days there are many many other services out there i just fairly touched on some of the services in general uh, in the in this overview and we can understand more as we going inside a particular service So let's understand about the how the Google Cloud design and structure looks like and Google is a kind of a global network with around 25 plus regions regions means they have hosted these services in different regions so the entire geographic area is split into different different regions that is how the these cloud providers are Uh, hosting their services they divide the entire geographical region like southeast asia or central india or something like that and then they uh, then they uh, host these services in different regions and to make a region more available inside a region they have the concept of this availability zones or in google uh, gcp they simply call that as zones so if you check out google regions you you will get a page and that list around 25 plus regions and you can also view around 73 plus zones so what this means is that inside each different regions they again divided that into terms of zones with each uh, each zone having its independent power and cooling so that if one zone within a region goes down some other zone can serve the requirement so that is called a, that is particularly for high availability 
some regions have more zones some have less zones so that depends upon whatever region you are choosing so majority of the services are kind of a global kind of services and some services are kind of a regional service so for example the file storage in the google cloud it's a kind of a global service uh, whereas some other services like the uh, ec2 that uh, compute instance ec2 um, <coughs> or in the google cloud it is called as like a um, kind of a different way like the compute engine which is same as ec2 in amazon it's a kind of a virtual machine so that is a kind of a regional one so that means that some services are regional but some of the services are kind of a global nature and google cloud host these different services in different different regions but uh, underneath each regions they will have different zones as well so the zones will be of course higher because each each region will be have multiple zones as well and in addition to that the entire global Uh, infrastructure they have different uh, edge locations as well so as of recording this particular session uh, it is around 142 plus edge locations out there spanning across the entire geographical area so these edge locations are a kind of a secure uh, high um, high connectivity private network so that it provides the lowest latency to customers so whenever a customer tries to access any of these google services from anywhere within the world they usually connect these services through the edge locations so the nearest edge locations is the one they will be connecting and from that edge locations they will be interconnected their connections with the different uh, different other services across regions through this uh, fiber uh, broadband uh, high speed connectivity lines which provides the lowest latent latency as well as it increases the fault tolerance as well so this edge locations is on highlight which every cloud providers have and google has in particular uh, supported by their high speed fiber optic connectivity between these different regions as well so that means that uh, more fast with a minimal latency they can serve the customers requirements so that is how the google cloud infrastructure is like and whenever you create a service in google you have to in some cases you have to choose the particular region and some of the services like iam which are, are of a kind of a global nature it's it's for access rights and restrictions and such kind of services are kind of a global service but some some other services are kind of a region regional service and one thing you have to choose uh, or particularly take uh, should take care of is like uh, whenever you create a new service in google cloud you have to choose the uh, closest region for your customers so that that region can serve your customers needs accordingly so that means if you are hosting your application in north europe or somewhere then you should select um, that particular particular north europe as the region so that the north european customers can be served accordingly similarly if your customers are in uh, usa and usa also has different different other uh, regions out there 
ലൈക്ക് ദി വെസ്റ്റ് വെർജീനിയ എക്സെട്ര ആൻഡ് യു ഹാവ് ടു സെലക്ട് ദ ബെസ്റ്റ് റീജിയൻ ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് ക്ലോസർ ടു യുവർ കസ്റ്റമർ സോ ദാറ്റ് ദാറ്റ് വിൽ ബി സേവ്ഡ് അക്കൗണ്ടിംഗ്ലി സോ ദ എഡ്സ് ലൊക്കേഷൻ ഈസ് ദയർ ബട്ട് സ്റ്റിൽ ദ അപ്രോച്ച് ഈസ് ലൈക്ക് യു ഷുഡ് സെലക്ട് ദ ക്ലോസസ്റ്റ് റീജിയൻ സോ ദാറ്റ് ഇറ്റ് ഓഫേഴ്സ് ദ പോസിബിലിറ്റി ഫോർ ലോവസ്റ്റ് ലൈറ്റൻസി ഈവൻ വൈൽ ഡിറ്റർമിനിങ് ആൻഡ് സം ഓഫ് ദ സർവീസസ് ആർ നോട്ട് ഔട്ട് ദെയർ ഇൻ എവറി റീജിയൻ ഗൂഗിൾ ഈസ് കൈൻഡ് ഓഫ് എ ഗ്ലോബൽ സർവീസ് പ്രൊവൈഡർ ആൻഡ് മെനി ഓഫ് ദ സർവീസസ് ആർ അവൈലബിൾ ഇൻ മോസ്റ്റ് ഓഫ് ദ റീജിയൻ ബട്ട് യു മേ എക്സ്പീരിയൻസ് സം ഓഫ് ദ സർവീസസ് ദാറ്റ് ആർ അവൈലബിൾ ഓൺലി ഇൻ എ പർട്ടിക്കുലർ റീജിയൻ ആൻഡ് ഇൻ ദാറ്റ് കേസ് യു ഹാവ് ടു ചൂസ് ദാറ്റ് റീജിയൻ ബിക്കോസ് ഇഫ് യു വാണ്ട് ടു യൂസ് ദെയർ സർവീസ് ബട്ട് മെജോറിറ്റി ഓഫ് ദ സർവീസസ് ആർ ഗ്ലോബലി അവൈലബിൾ എവരിവെയർ and majority of the centers uh, majority of the regions are also covered across the different geographical area recently they have started a region in um, the central delhi or somewhere as well to serve the customers of india similar way different different new regions are coming out so the figure that i told like the 24 and 73 and the on 42 edge locations that may vary according to the time and uh, at a later time while you listening this episode uh, maybe they have more services and more regions as well so everything in cloud is evolving there is no such thing as a fixed one so uh, p- please keep that in mind and like i said about uh, while explaining the global infrastructure uh, they have a high power high speed f- private fiber global network and we have understood that even though other cloud providers also provide similar services uh, google is gcp is much more into the machine learning and big data stuff and they provides live migration as well so if you want to migrate from one of the services to other uh, from your on premise service to google cloud so they provide different services out there and sometimes when some of these services are taking some kind of backup or something uh, it won't get affected at all so that kind of live migration is also provided by google cloud so we can look into some of the services now so to start accessing these different services as this is a podcast you may need to do some of the things by your own if you want to have a video version of this same podcast which i am explaining now you can view that from my youtube channel coding talks with vishnu so that you will get an understanding of how each uh, portal or each service looks like in portal but um, you can continue listening this podcast as well because the concept are fairly simple and you can easily start that by your own to access google cloud resources you need a google account and you have to create a gcp account as well so that is uh, you can use your google account to create a gcp account so the thing is like when you create a gcp account you have to provide a credit card information that is for charging these services but don't worry that you won't get charges immediately um google provides a free account like uh, it provides a f- uh, around 12 months of free uh, services up to a particular credit so you can view that all from the google free account page 
where it provides a extensive details about what what are some of the benefits of creating this type of free account what type of free services do they provide and um up until when they can provide that services usually when uh, at the time of this recording i have seen like around um 12 months of free account up to a particular limit they are providing and if you are if you are safe and keep our limit within that particular time then you are safe and you you won't get charged but as this is a cloud and there are different services out there and each service has its own variety so you can you can choose a uh, low powered service or a high power service but if you choose more uh, um, more capable services or more high performance services that you often required for your application needs so that will be charged accordingly so you have to keep that in mind and if you are using google cloud for learning or some other purpose then make sure to always choose the low cost one and some of the services are free as well so that will be also marked in google documentation or you can view that from the google portal as well and be careful with that before creating each of these services before creating each of these services you should have an understanding like how much that will be charged how much you will be pay, going to pay in a month some of the services are billed hourly some of the services are billed monthly so how how much you will be going to pay and this is also applicable for your application development purpose as well like you should be aware of how much you are going to charge how much you are going to pay for this cloud provider because everything is uh, for reducing the amount and cost associated with the development so that should be the aim with the minimal cost maximum uh, return that should be the aim of every application development so uh, that means that you should plan in accordance before creating each of these services where this is worthy for your project development and budget and you can proceed accordingly and for training purpose like i mentioned before you should select the lowest one because that will ensure that you won't be paying additional unnecessarily for your um, learning purpose or your training purposes so once you have a free account and once you logged into google gcp console you can view the different services out there and don't worry that uh, initially when you logged into gcp you feel a bit frustrated like you can see a lot of options out there lot of menus out here and there but that is fine uh, we can look go through each of these services one by one and once you get an understanding of a few service then it will be fairly easy to go with the next set of services and even though they have a lot of services you don't need to be familiar with all of the different services out there and the 
like you have seen in the training different different training trainings that are provided by google even the google experts are saying like no one is proficient in all of these different services so you can start with a small some of the smaller services and you can go up to the next set of services as you like also uh, we will start with some of the basic services that can help you to get start with google cloud and then as we evolve as we go more we can come up with additional sessions and learn more about different other services as well so that is also applicable for every other cloud provider as well not just for google so that is the approach as a learner you should learner or a beginner in understanding about cloud you should take so maybe uh, this will be uh, listening by those who are already familiar with the google cloud but for uh, this the thing i i am telling here uh, like um, uh, you should start with a small uh, one or two services that is applicable only for beginners so others they can feel free to go whatever way they like so we will start with some of the uh, services right now so the we can start with a understanding how we can create a virtual machine in google cloud so the virtual machine can be used for different different purpose for example if you have a legacy application as part of your organization and if you don't have an associated uh, service that can serve for your legacy application requirements like uh, you can't host that particular uh, service directly in a cloud in a google cloud uh, like a serverless or container based approach then uh, and you, if your organization wants to move to cloud itself and to take advantage of the cloud and you want to migrate incrementally to cloud then Uh, some of the um, patterns that i have seen is like a, they create a virtual machine in cloud uh, so the virtual machine can be either a linux or a windows machine and they set the associated dependencies infrastructure inside that vm so the difference here with compared to an on premise infrastructure is like here you are not managing any of your servers at all you simply creating a vm from google cloud and you are installing the required softwares inside a, that particular vm machine and host your application host your legacy application inside that particular region and that can be served to the customers and the benefit that cloud provides in this particular scenario is like if someone is using your application and it requires more processing or compute power you can easily increase your particular vm machine instantly and you can easily scale down the vm machine also and you will be paying only for what you are actually uh, using so that that flexibility or on demand scalability which you understand in this particular example that you cannot get in other type of on premise infrastructure it will be it you can have it but you have to um, keep advanced infrastructure in place and you have to 
set up different kinds of scalable options by default in your own promise so that is not easy as you think again um, this comes to the cost you have to ascertain how much cost you are actually going to spend if you choose a cloud provider and if you feel that if you choose an infrastructure that is on house or low in on premise which provides more cost effective strategy then of course you can go with that but the trend that i have seen usually is like uh, going to a cloud provider like this and another advantage is that in case of application development different different environments are required like uh, the development environment then the testing environment and the staging or the actual live environment so even though if there is a single project development happening with a set of few people so still there should be associated different different environments so we the we we don't create create or develop an application and, and straight away go to the production so we will be having different different environments so first we say test that in the dev environments and then we move that to the uat or the production environments uh, staging environments and then only if everything goes fine and everything is tested perfectly then only we goes to the actual live environments so for that purpose you should have different environments in place and the the on demand facility that is provided by cloud is very helpful in that case means you can easily spin up your different different vms according to your requirements and you can easily scale up your requirements as you like so that is a um, very uh, very effective strategy for creating Mm, effective strategy for creating uh, different different environments in place and you can also um, you can also script or automate this activity like uh, you can either create these things these particular uh, different different environments or the different different services from inside the google cloud portal as i defined earlier but you can also have the Uh, possibility for automating that by using a kind of a, a script language called yaml and once you define a yaml with a set of config configurable properties uh, you can easily uh, change that variables according to different environments and you can easily create the same thing like uh, in the example which i explained you may need a vm and you can create that same vm using that same uh, script in different different for different different environments and you will be only changing the actual vm name and you can also you can also customize the processing capability or compute power of the vm according to different environments as well for example maybe in development stage you may need a default minimal configuration vm and as you go towards the testing environment the testing environment should be ideally in equal with the Uh, production environment so you can have a different set of machine capability there and if you have that uh, sc- um, script in place like a yaml script for deploying this thing you can easily deploy uh, using an yaml script as well and that is very beneficial for your deployment activity so that comes to the deployment part so any of the service any of the service which you are creating through the google cloud portal you can automate all these things using this yaml as well and within a few minutes within a few um um 
if you uh, within a limited time you can easily spin up a different environments and if you don't need that environment at all you can easily delete that environment also uh, provided if you have that script and you can easily spin that up again whenever it is required so that is a cost effective strategy and which you can leverage in your application development so that is the one usage of vm or the virtual machine another usage is like many many different use cases are out there another use case is like if you want to do some particular custom processing or custom jobs that should be run inside a vm inside a dedicated vm you can have that and um sometimes you may be need to collect the different logs from different different environments different different areas and you want to aggregate that and you may need a special dedicated vm for that purpose so you can create that as well and if you need some high compute performance oriented vm you can create that as well so that we will look into detail when we create a vm i hope you understand the different case scenarios of vm and even even if you don't want to consider all these different case scenarios the another one advantage you can get inside a, um, by taking a vm is like um, your uh, your organization um, workstation is not capable of performing is a not a performant uh, oriented workstation and if your developer needs to do something something uh, compute oriented or memory optimized oriented then you can easily spin up such kind of vm easily in cloud and you can use that kind of a rental approach and even if it is required for some hours or for a day you can easily use that and then you can wind up that particular vm instance and you are actually paying only for what actually you are using and not otherwise so that means that you can completely free from bothering about an infrastructure in place and you can use some of these services so the vm is one example which i explained here similar way there are different different other services out there also which you can take advantage of when you consider um, the using a cloud provider so i hope you understand the, this and now let's look into how we can create a vm in google cloud so that is what we are going to look next so we have understood that uh, we can automate the vm deployment so that is usually done using the google cloud deployment manager there are a few steps that you have to be done with regard to automate a deployment like a simple service like a vm even though this is uh, i am telling with related to vm uh, you can also consider that for whatever service that you are using in google cloud so the idea here is first you initially create a google cloud and google cloud service and once you understand whether that is suitable for your project requirements then you can easily automate that using a template and once you have a template in place which is an yaml file you you can easily customize that yaml template as you like means for different different environments or different different configurations you can in- include the placeholders inside that yaml file and the placeholders will will fill according to the different environment requirements 
and uh, you can you say variable uh, file for defining that placeholders and once that is in place then using the google cloud deployment manager you can easily spin up a resource be it a vm be it a file storage or some service like a relational database like a cloud sql or whatever you can you can easily create that very easily from within the uh, google cloud itself so this is similar to other services as well google cloud also offers a way to automate the things in actual uh, your um, project development and in production in organization or in real world you won't be creating everything manually through the portal and you are uh, you are using that and whenever you don't need you manually delete that so that is a time consuming task and that won't offers the possibility for uh, for possibility for uh, automation as well so automation is a big trend that is going on these days because without having a dedicated staff or a resource in place you can automate that and you can have that so according to the requirements you can uh, you, that particular script will be run so environment can be created or deleted as you like in the weekends mostly most of the organizations are off and at that time you may not need a particular environment like the dev or test environments to be active unless that is absolutely required so you can easily drop down that particular environment provided if you have this kind of deployment cloud deployment uh, yaml in place and using the google cloud deployment manager you can easily uh, create and delete the um, different services as you like so next we can look into understanding a bit about the google cloud vm so i hope the um, audio podcast is going a bit lengthy like uh, as i started with explaining some of the cloud concept and everything might be this uh, taken a bit longer like one hour so i will be uh, i will be stopping the session uh, n- near closer to one hour and then i can come up with another session um which explains the next set of services so you can listen that in series and you can understand a bit more rather than having a single uh, big file in place and you have to entirely go through that so i feel uh, on i can split that into chunks like on our own cover so that you can easily go through that so you can un- understand from the title like part one part two or something like that and you can you can check out that as well and inside the description i can provide about what all different topics that i will be covering and that also can guide you in understanding about the different areas that we will be covering in these different and uh, different uh, sessions uh, different episodes so now we can look a bit more into the uh, compute engine or the in google cloud it is called the um compute engine or uh, the vm in google cloud it is called the compute engine so the compute engine or whenever i say compute engine let's imagine it to be a vm and the equivalent in microsoft azure is called a virtual machine and in go in amazon it is called the ec2 or the elastic cloud instances so let's imagine you want to create a vm the simple way is to first log into google cloud and you can click on 
കമ്പ്യൂട്ട് എൻജിൻ യു ക്യാൻ ഈസിലി വ്യൂ ദാറ്റ് ഫ്രം സെറ്റ് ഓഫ് ഫീച്ചേഡ് സർവീസസ് ദാറ്റ് ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് എ മെനു ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് അവൈലബിൾ ദയർ ഓർ ഫ്രം ദ ലെഫ്റ്റ് ഹാൻഡ് ഡ്രോപ്പ് ഡൗൺ മെനു യു ക്യാൻ സെലക്ട് എ സെലക്ട് എ കമ്പ്യൂട്ട് എൻജിൻ പേജാസ് യു ലൈക്ക് ഓർ ഓർ അനദർ വേസ് ലൈക്ക് സിംപ്ലി യു ക്യാൻ സെർച്ച് ഇൻ ടു ദ സെർച്ച് ബോക്സ് സോ ഇഫ് യു ആർ നോട്ട് അവെയർ അബൌട്ട് വെയർ ദാറ്റ് പർട്ടിക്കുലർ മെനു ഈസ് ഓർ ഇഫ് യു ഫൈൻഡ് ട്രബിൾ locating that particular menu simply click on that compute engine simply search on that compute engine and immediately that compute engine page will pop up so here you can create the different linux and windows machines as you like uh, that is fairly simple simply click on create compute engine instance uh, com- create compute engine account and uh, you have to um, fill all the details and some of the important details that worth mentioning here is like what type of vm do you want like whether you want a linux machine or a windows machine or whether you want a different type of a compute engine like uh, you can choose as a set of general purpose um type like e types and some of the um some of the instance type are called m type or memory type which is optimized for memory and it's good for read write intensive applications read write intensive uh, things which you require from your vm and there are some compute optimized thing as well like if you want some specialized compute uh, extensive compute requirements uh, jobs to be run inside a vm or such kind of thing you can choose the c category so different type of compute engine instances are there you can create as you like and main thing you have to be aware of is like on the um, on that portal when i have created on the right hand side you can view the uh, actual cost that is associated when you created that particular vm so be careful so if you want to learn i uh, use a vm for learning purpose or just to understand about how it is working Uh, you can create a free account and you can go through that free account services that are offered by Google Cloud uh, so mainly these some some of the compute engine hours they are provide free uh, free so if you are within that particular time and within that particular capable instance type like the e type general types and the uh for e you can choose a micro instance as well and if you choose such kind of e to micro instance then you can uh select that kind of e to instances and then uh, you can uh, have it uh, ha- ha- you can create a vm and then you can uh, use that for your learning purpose so you won't be charged that much for this thing so it's kind of a minimal cost on and then you once you are feel uh, once you have um, created that vm based on how you created that vm you can you can log into that vm using an ssh or a rdp uh, according to whatever you have provided while it is creating so there are different kinds of options that google will ask you while creating the vm so based on whatever you have provided you can log into that and of course you can scale up your vm or scale down as you like once you start creating your vm the thing you have to do is like you have to stop the running vm and you have to scale down or scale up as you like based on your requirements needs and you can also automate that the same thing uh, using 
using a script called the yaml script which is what usually the devops do in an ideal environment and in addition to that you can attach a different disk as well to this compute engine for additional storage or some kind of requirement there will be a limited set uh, set of storage that is provided along as part of compute engine but in case if you want to have a specialized thing like a uh, different capable disk like a, a, a ssd or uh, hard disk or normal hard disk and the cost will vary accordingly you can have that different options and you can change that once you create that or you can or even while creating the particular compute engine so first of all think whether you actually need a compute engine or not basically uh, it is suitable for some of the custom requirements of application like the cleanup jobs or some kind of specialized jobs that needs to be run in place in an- another scenario i have seen is like uh, if uh, someone wants to uh, move some of the legacy applications and uh, there is no associated such kind of uh, pass offering or a platform as a service or a software as a service that is offered from the cloud they can straight away go to this um, infrastructure as a service uh, category which is the compute engine and then they can move to the compute engine category so m- maybe you are not aware of what is infrastructure as a service and a platform as a service or a software as a service so i will guide you a quick overview of that as well so infrastructure is as a service is part this uh, vm or the compute engine is all about here uh, google is providing the infrastructure and you have to manage all your associated application dependencies and everything uh, you have you you are responsible for uh, create uh, cre- creating the vm managing it as well as um, the associated security and permissions and associated softwares that are inside that particular vm as well so that means a bit of additional responsibility uh, you as an application developer sh- needs to be taken care of in the case of infrastructure as a service model so when you think about going to cloud always think about glo- going to a platform as a service model or a software as a service model because in those cases your cloud providers manages much of your infrastructure as well as some of the software requirements and you can just focus on the application logic but here if you create a virtual machine uh, like the compute engine you are responsible for creating it you are responsible for paying that particular vm as well as you are also responsible for installing the required softwares inside that particular vm and using it so that is a bit of uh, additional responsibility that is triggering on part of you as an application developer but sometimes that is needed because especially with the case of custom legacy applications you you don't have another option to go directly into the platform as a service or software as a service model so in that case uh, you may have to stick with the incremental approach of first initially moving to the infrastructure as a service like uh, google cloud and then moving to platform as a service model or some kind of uh, software as a service model it's just like uh, in a real world exam example you can think of like uh, for example if you want to have a email service how are you going to do that 
either you can directly go to gmail and create an account and straight away create a gmail or you can have some vm purchase and then install a email server and configure it and use it from this example you can understand that it is very easy to use a software as a service model or platform as a service model rather than having the infrastructure first and then set up everything by your own and to pay and manage everything for that so the always when moving to cloud the recommended approaches should be platform as a service model or software as a service model but that needs to be taken care of while considering your existing infrastructure for new projects it is always advisable to go directly to a platform as a service model or software as a or even the serverless model as well we will look on all that in a moment uh, so let's uh, stop this particular episode for now and we will catch up in another episode uh, where we will look more into the google storage like the cloud storage and what are some of the features that are offered by google cloud storage so cloud storage is also an interesting aspect where if you have an experience with the developing web application or whatever kind of application you experience sometimes you need the requirement to store the files maybe it can be an audio file or maybe it can some form of uh files like image files or you want to do some processing of image files and you want to store that somewhere or in some cases it can be some word files or pdf files that you want to serve to customers so different different files are there and these files can be an increase in a list of um uh, can be uh, a long list uh, it can be long list of files as well uh, which can be of a massive uh, size so you need some specialized mechanism for storing these files whatever the file type can be it can be images it can be a word file it can be pdf it can be an audio file or video file whatever can be uh, so you want to some mechanism for storing that particular storage and either you can set that in in your own premise infrastructure which is not that we want these days uh, or we can go for some service like the cloud storage from google cloud so let's see in next episode how cloud storage can be used for that particular purpose so with that thank you for listening this episode have a nice day